きどこにある Hey, Kanzuki, Kimi wa Fomi. Kanzuki, 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 be with me. Hello, and welcome to Amo Kenzoku, episode 23. We are a group of four bubblegum crisis boomer otaku who wanted an excuse to talk about anime, manga, and any related subjects we find interesting. The Kenzoku are Sam. Hello. Nick. Howdy. Mike. Hey, y'all. And I am Dylan. This episode is being recorded on the 5th of January, 2023. Ooh. Today, we are hosting the Kenzo Keys, our award show. It's fabulous. It's exciting. There's prizes. There's statues. All of the above may not be true. I have one correction to last week. It's not really a correction, but it's an oversight. We should have done the Kenzo Keys before doing this, so we, episode 23 could have been Megazone 23. Much apologies to everyone. So, with that, we are going to start up with. The first Kenzo key, and these are a bunch of topics, and we'll、uh, we'll kind of go through and talk and see where this goes.、Uh, a bunch of topics we came, came up with with some answers, and we'll see where this discussion leads to. So, the first one, first Kenzo key is for the most surprising thing. This is a podcast topic, and this should be something generally good. I will attempt to go in some sort of random order with people's submissions and. It will be as pseudo random as I can do it. So, first up for most surprising good thing, we will go with Mike. Okay, I'm going to give it to Hideaki Anno actually giving Evangelion a conclusive ending that's happy and that I actually like. All of these things are surprising, if I'm honest. <laughs> I, I, I will golf clap that answer. <laughs> nice. Oh, very. Very nice. A good, a, good, a good end of Evangelion. Okay. Next, we'll go with Sam. So I thought maybe it would have been Birdie Wing, but I feel like that was exactly what I expected.、Um, but I'm going to give it to Download,、uh, that OVA、um, from the 80s that we watched. I was really surprised at how entertaining that was、uh, overall. Definitely recommend, still recommend that to, that people watch that thing. All right, we've got a, an upvote on a download. Next is me. My vote here is for California Crisis because, you know, like I probably would have watched Odd Taxi, maybe Made in Abyss, Megazone 23, but like I never would have found out or watched this, this crazy magical turd gem. It's, it's glorious and awful and it's everything. Uh, including its、uh, whatever the, the Nazi club in downtown Los Angeles was. So that's, that's my vote. <laughs> that was definitely surprising. <laughs> yes. And finally, for the submission, we have Nick.、Uh, I have the most boring answer. My answer is Birdie Wing.、Um, I probably would have not given that show the light of day if it was not highly recommended by a few members of this podcast. And it was delightful. So, yeah. Most surprising good thing goes to Birdie Wing. That's, I can second that. I, if it wasn't the ending of Ava, Birdie Wing would have been my number two. Season two, coming this season, right?、Uh, this month, I believe. Yeah, sweet. 
I think uh, I think season two is supposed to be in spring series in the spring, oh. not 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 winter. Oh, really? Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think I looked that up last time because I was thinking it was winter, and then it looks like it's spring, so maybe it got delayed or something. Well, um, so how do we want to how do we want to uh, handle this voting? Because we definitely never discussed that, or do you just want to say everyone's win, everyone gets a Kenzoki? No, there has to be. A, I feel like each of our votes carries equal weight, so I think it's just it, it, it can if if a debate is sparked, so be it. But otherwise, I feel like we can move on with each topic. Okay, I'll, I'll put it this way: Does anyone want to vote for a submission that someone else gave rather than their own? Hmm. Well, if we are saying most surprising, I mean that is kind of personal, so I'm not going to vote for somebody else's thing. Fair enough. All right, so Kenzo Key's most surprising good thing. It's a four-way tie, and who wins? Everyone who watched those things and listened to them, because they're all great. Especially Space Mind. <laughs> but then again, I don't know, is Space Mind better than Red Bullet? I'm not sure. Hmm. Well, it breaks, so. Okay. Well, we got through topic one, and everyone was hit pleased. So the next one would be less pleasing, which is our biggest disappointment from the this is a podcast topic so something that's related to podcast top something either discussed or reviewed or anything that was related around the podcast so first up for this we will go with sam um this one was hard until i remembered um lucifer and the biscuit hammer i <laughs> i really love that manga a lot <laughs> yeah and, uh, <laughs> It was just uh, extremely not not good, like objectively bad. So I was I was really sad. It especially didn't need to be twenty four episodes. <laughs> oh yeah! Oh my For goodness! Real. Really? Yeah. They the, there's a reason why the animation was incredibly mediocre. They made they stretched it. They just finished airing last month, Ugh. and nobody cared. Yeah. Right. Uh, so sad. But you know. The manga exists, and it is still the same, so uh, I'm not harmed. Okay. Just sad. Good one there. Uh, and my pseudo-random number generator has come up with Nick with your submission. So this one was also tough because uh, Sam's submission was a very, very strong contender, but ultimately I decided on birth. And I say that mm. because... I didn't have expectations for it necessarily, but that second half was a gargantuan struggle for me to get through. Um, if it were not for the fact that I was committed to watching it to talk about it for an episode, I do not think I could have actually stomached going through that back half of that OVA. Um, it really goes to show how far, you know, screenwriting animation you know assembling uh like proper cuts have all really advanced in a relatively short amount of time in the scope of anime because between what uh birth was 83 is that right i think it was 84 84 and megazone came you know a year after that that was you know huge gains so i just that being said my biggest disappointment for a podcast topic was birth mm -hmm. Interesting. Understandable. Okay. Next up, Mike, what's your submission? 
Well, I would have to say probably because there weren't many things that I disliked that I really wanted to like, but so I'm gonna give the disappointment to Spy X Family just for being kind of flat for me rather than being bad. I think that qualifies as a disappointment. I really want to like the show so much. The art is absolutely awe-inspiring in the, like, aw-so-cute way. The characters are fun. (laughs) The premise feels like it should go places. But then, just, I don't know, it's something about the way that anime tries to do lighthearted spy stories, like, usually falls flat with me. Like, I'm thinking noir, licensed by royalty, like... I keep wanting to like these shows and not actually liking the way they do it, so this shouldn't be as disappointing to me knowing that, but it still is. I definitely see where uh, you're going with that, Mike. I feel like they could go one of two ways with it, where they go much more like hard-boiled and hardcore with it, with a lot more action and like violence a la, you know, like a, more, almost like a Bakano. Mm-hmm. Um or go just way over the top, like, ridiculous, unbelievable, you know, nonsense with it to make it just fun. And they kind of keep it pretty mundane and believable, which is fine, but not what I necessarily want from it. Yeah, like, I almost feel like it would be more fun trying to play this as a tabletop role-playing game scenario than watching the actual show. I I can definitely see that yes i mean it may also be one of those things that works better in manga like i can totally see where you're coming from i really enjoy the manga for that one yeah i haven't read the manga but i could see it working well like it feels like one of those things that a lot of my issue with it kind of is the pacing leaving me flat and i feel like often that's a poor translation of manga to anime or just a manga that doesn't translate as well to anime. Could also just be that it's not really like it's it's not really a spy thing. It's more it's it's like a fancy yonkoma, except you know with not four panels. Yeah. So yeah, there's, it's 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 pretty shallow in that respect. I just watch it for the gags and the funny animation. That's fair. All right. <clears throat> well, I will give my submission here, and I kind of took this in a slightly different way. My submission, uh, being this is a podcast thing, is shallow depth topics. Um, like, I really like our episodes where we had, like, less content to cover, you know, something roughly a movie length or something like that. And we spent more time digging in. I think they ended up being more interesting to listen to. And we had fewer of these, like, just crazy little snippets that I feel like didn't have enough time to get into or kind of think or look into. Uh, so that's, that's my submission. Uh, what do you mean? Can you give an example of what, like a shallow thing? Um, well, I think a lot of our earlier ones, but like our, our isekai, um, episode, which was cool. And like a lot of stuff there, but it was also kind of like, Whoa, it was just like, we attempted to, to cover, 30 years of isekai in an hour. Um, Whereas I think if we had either done something like that, but focused in a little bit more specifically or picked a specific like 
show or sub or isekai subgenre or something to kind of look at more specifically and talk about why it works or doesn't work, then I think that would have been, I think it would have made for a better hour piece of uh, content and maybe led to some more interesting conversations. Hmm. I see. Yeah, I can understand that. Yeah, it's, it's like that's such a broad topic that it really needs something to ground it. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, so, uh, we'll put it up and see if anyone wants to vote for anyone else's topic and I will be the first to change and I will, I will join with Nick and I will vote for birth because I agree. I, I actually looked and apparently I bought the DVD of that at some point and didn't watch it. <laughs> wow. You know, Holy some moly. point 20, some point 20 years ago, I bought that DVD and, and didn't watch it, but yeah, I agree. Like it was one. It's like, oh, I've always heard about this one forever. Like it's going to be pretty cool. And you watch it, and just like, this kind of sucks. So I'm disappointed. Yeah, I'll be honest and say that I have a bit of a soft spot for it, though most of that is the insanity of the first half. The first I half is great. I love the first half. Absolutely respect being disappointed by the way it wraps up or doesn't really wrap up. Again, the topic of disappointment, not something I hated. I really adore that. Again, like I, I will, I could rewatch that first fifteen minutes over and over and again on loop. But that last half is is rough. Is <laughs> is rough to get through. Just watch it on mute, right? Like or keep it on in the background or something, and look up and enjoy the art every once in a while. Yeah, the particle effects, right? On those particle effects. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, with that, two votes. To one for the others, we or award the first solo Kenzoki to birth for most disappointment in a narrow thing. However, in this one, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a couple of because uh, I couldn't restrict myself. I have a couple of additional submissions I'm gonna make here, and they can consider them honorary mentions. So another disappointment I will list more in the long lines of uh, what other people had is El Hazard. Mm. Uh, in that, like, you know, like, you kind of felt like lots of fun memories and like, you know, the the original OVA series, like, it's it's fine. It certainly doesn't stack up to the memories I had of it. And then, like, I, I still haven't watched past the first episode of the second OVA because it's so bad. I was like, oh, God, <laughs> I can't I can't give my time to this. It's it's so bad. So that's that's kind of my honorable mention submission there. And then I have another second one where I violated the topic entirely, and this is a, a separate soapbox rant here for non-pod, and people could have a different opinion, but um, on YouTube, when people do the 60 frames per second, like, upscaling stuff of op- openings and endings, I hate it. I, ha- I, I hate that. Absolutely. Mo- most triggering thing for me ever. I only I hate them. It's like... Exist. <laughs> Because yeah, like the some, AI, some of the, the AI like frame filling warping it does, it looks so bad, like mm-hmm. so bad, um, unbelievably it's like, bad. It's some stuff, it's frankly, it's hard to find. It's harder to find the non sixty FPS, whatever the hell that means. But it's like you know these things like they weren't like they weren't broadcast that way. Yeah, you know it's not part of the original thing and. I haven't seen so much stuff, but I was reading an article on the new uh, Avatar movie, which has some high frame rate stuff in it. But that one seems like it goes in and out of like between like 24 and 48 frames a second or something. Oh, 
That's interesting. Yeah, and I was reading an article that's saying like, yeah, the high frame rate stuff, like it just it the person's argument was like, and I haven't seen it, so this is their thing, but they're like, it just kind of makes it look like a soap opera. It just like mm-hmm. it just looks weird. Um yeah. and it's I get some of the same stuff there of like, no, a lot of like anime and animation is cool because of the things that aren't there and the things that you have to fill in with your mind. And yeah. um so YouTube 60 frame per second, opens and endings, just just stop it. Just don't do it anymore, YouTubers. Listen to me. I will say, like, if a hand-animated 60 FPS anime would look amazing, but it's the fact that it's being filled in by an algorithm, right, which looks right. awful. Right. Okay. Well, that's, uh, that's, the, that's my first, that's, I think that's my first soapbox. Um, <laughs> moving on to the next topic now. Our favorite thing, podcast. And my... Uh, I am up first for this one, and I'm going to go with uh, Boomin' Out. And this is going to be <laughs> both, both both the episode focus like, and the content and the actual meme that we made. Like, uh, particularly because it really got us down the whole 80s, 90s OVA like rabbit hole. And it was one that I think came together and then just booming out is just such a great meme that just needs to live on (laughs) forever like even like eva it just needs to live on past the sun's burning out still definitely the best episode title we've had uh next up for submission is mike well uh someone else kind of touched on this in most surprising good thing but my favorite thing about the podcast was just how into California crisis everyone <laughs> I I kind of threw it out there, not really knowing what to expect, because it's interesting, but it's not good. <laughs> and everyone ran with it far, far beyond what I had been expecting. It is Correct. very It's not good. It's great. I agree. All right. An excellent submission there for Mike. Next up is Nick. I'm going to give the most milk toast answer. My favorite thing podcast related is uh, the reason why we kind of started this all, which is Eva 3.0 plus 1.0, thrice upon a time. Because I watched it and I was like, man, I want to talk to people about this. And <laughs> the number of people who I can, I know I can have meaningful Eva conversations with on this earth are the people in this podcast and a few select others. So that's that's kind of why why I, I threw this cockamamie idea out there in the first place. But yeah, that's that's it. I mean, it finally ended a decades-long obsession with a franchise that I thought was unfinishable, and they finished it in a way that I was satisfied with. So yeah. All right. Yeah, that's a good sufficiently, one. Sufficiently answered. Last up for this top, this one is Sam. Funnily enough, my favorite thing from the podcast was um, our birth episode. While I generally <laughs> agree with um, everyone's opinion on birth, is you know, if you listen to the episode, you know, I feel kind of the same way about everything. Um, but I thought we had some really interesting discussion in that one from, you know, kind of how it was, how the production went and. Um, we didn't agree on everything, um, and we all had different bits of it that we caught um, in the show. I thought that was, uh, there was just some good uh, discussion in that that I, that I thought was enjoyable. And I liked, while I didn't really, 
like we said in the last question, it wasn't uh, it wasn't great. Uh, it was fun to kind of experience that piece of anime history, and then it, basically, if if I didn't have anybody to talk about it with, it would be <laughs> like totally wasted time. Um, yeah, so it was it was cool. I enjoyed that a lot. Yeah, having the having the the breakdown of that certainly made birth much more of a okay. All right, we we can discuss this. We can discuss fish scuba suit grandpa. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Any any vote changers? Everyone sticking with theirs for their no changes. All right, we'll lock it in as another Mina no Kenzo keys, and everyone is. Glorious, and we're all we're all booming out, booming out of our Kenzo keys. Next Kenzo key is for favorite podcast segment, and up first for this is Mike. I'm going to actually say I like our seasonal roundups because I don't normally watch seasonal anime on my own, so it actually prods me to look at what's out there. And because we didn't do one for fall, I kind of really dropped the ball on that season so mm. i enjoy our seasonal roundups a good point it's a good point i like that uh next up is is me dylan my submission here was uh bond rude and the bond dudes um <laughs> i thought it was a it was kind of a longer thing but like kind of that whole segment there i just i thought we had a lot of good discussion there and you know self-memeing about trying to come up with a name for for the Bond dudes, which I also found pretty, pretty epic. And that was another one I think that worked well for, uh, uh, content length with a lot on a, on a piece that was definitely worth discussing. Uh, so that's my submission. Another good one. Yeah. Uh, next up is Sam. I don't, I don't have a good answer for this. Um, just the way I was reading the category. Um, Overall, I just liked anything that spawned a good discussion. Uh, the silly games we did sometimes were fun, but you know they're they're kind of like candy. Um, I, I enjoy just kind of exploring things and kind of ways, and I especially enjoy it when we disagree, um, because I think that's where the most interesting stuff is. That's why I really like the birth one. Um, but yeah, sorry, kind of a boring answer, but my favorite segment. Okay, so basically Unless... the whole podcast. Well, no, like I said, like, you know, we did some of these things like two truths and a lie and stuff. And those are yeah, fun. Yeah, totally. Like, I think, and sometimes those did end up spawning really good um, conversations. So like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, for sure. I was, when I, I was reading the favorite podcast segment, not as like episode, but as like, um, yeah, you know, like segments, like here's a, here's a gag, like show roundups or, you know, two truths and a lie or whatever. So yeah, no, I don't totally, I think that's fine. Last up is Nick. Yeah, so here's a reason why I didn't change my answer from the previous uh, topic, and it's because my favorite podcast segment was Boomin' Out. So, <laughs> I, I know that's the name of the podcast episode, but specifically, you know, in, in the moment where I'm trying to describe what a boomer is doing, and out came the phrase, and now it is basically going to live on f for in perpetuity with this podcast so because the term bubblegum crisis boomer is going to be forever associated with us and i'm frankly totally okay with that which because i 
as as much as rewatching it actually kind of kind of like what the El Hazard did for you in a in a similar way, Dylan. Like BG rewatching BGC actually really didn't do a lot for me, which shocked me because I thought I was going to be all about it, and uh, it hit me pretty flat, honestly. Mm, that same. being said, that being said, I still loved talking about it because at the end the what BGC represents to me matters more than the content itself actually is what I discovered so and a lot of that is booming out <laughs> deep so deep booming deep out cuts. is a multifaceted phrase now it's it's just I gotta I just gotta make sure to remember it and just start flinging it out there there all the time in in daily life when something goes crazy like man I was booming out there people are like what yeah booming out everyone says that <laughs> Yeah, they will soon. It's gonna be a thing. Okay. Any uh, any vote changes? Uh, no, no. I'm going to. I'm I'm gonna vote with with Mike here for the season roundup and his and his logic and stuff around it because I thought that was uh pretty well stated and I was like, oh yeah, you know what? That's a that's a good point because it is true that a lot of stuff and particularly if you have, you know three or you know or four different people with different shows and interests will actually get a fairly wide coverage and then especially if you get into the level of being willing to stop watching a show after three minutes because it's so bad <laughs> yeah yeah i think that's actually really good to to know that too um but we should uh try and do that again indeed well with that season roundup picks up another solo kenzoki kenzokis brought to you by or brought to you by McDonald's from Megazone 23, because it's a great place to work. <laughs> and now back to the Kenzokis. So uh, this one was, what topic would we like to uh, expand on? And this was a very, very broad uh, Kenzoki question here. And the first up with this is Nick. As odd as this answer may sound, I actually chose 80s and 90s OVA and TV because I feel like that's kind of the bread and butter of what we all, air quotes, grew up on. And uh, up until recently, we really didn't talk a ton about it. Uh, I love talking about, uh, don't get me wrong, I love talking about current seasons and, you know, have uh, kind of like what our old old man tastes in current anime are and how we can still enjoy current anime, but... You know, also would I've gotten feedback, let's just say, from viewers that they do they actually have watched a lot of the thing old things we've talked about because we've discussed it on the podcast. So I think that's a cool thing and we should do that more. So yeah, talking about more more about eighties and nineties era OVA and T V series. That's my answer. You know what? I wanna jump in there and say I um I've been thinking about that too, as you mentioned that you know, people find that more interesting. We should probably make decisions earlier about what we want to watch so that we can tell people to watch it ahead of time and then they can kind of listen with that in mind. That's actually totally a good agree point. with that. Yep. Although we don't necessarily have to do that either, right? <laughs> we, it's hard to tie ourselves to make a decision early. That has Especially been kind of our them. Achilles heel. Yeah. Well, we can we can try and see and particularly if we're doing if we if we decide to do that it's a little bit i think it'll easier to be more focused on that sort of thing except when we have our birdie wing break yeah uh okay my submission up here i had a bunch of kind of stuff that i had and 
I'm going to go with two kind of very broad here, but I was like, kind of like expand on more of the like specific stuff, like kind of like that episode OVA movie, like the, like kind of a less than 12, you know, like up to like kind of like a half season's worth, 12 episode seasons worth of stuff. So I'd say kind of like expand on keeping the focus tight for episodes, um, which is a very kind of kludgy answer, but I'm going to, I'm going to stick with it. So not expand on, you want to uh, zoom in on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I had some of the, I had, I feel like I had a little bit of the same thing saying there as well as some other, like I have some other kind of, frankly, other OVAs and movies and things from the eighties and nineties, like, uh, Pat Labor, please save my earth, um, covering some of the movies and stuff from that period. And then, you know, probably at some point as well, also, uh, revisiting, uh, Eva, Mm -hmm. maybe more of a focus on the TV or doing it in like, like first half of the TV series and then second half or something. And you said Pat Labor and Ava, I'm all in, man. (laughs) Yeah. My submission, my submission is, uh, is a tighter focus. Certainly wouldn't mind that, and we've got no end. Well, I mean, obviously there is a finite end, but it's a long way off on the potential content we can do for that. Oh, yes. Okay. Next up is Sam. Um, for... Oh, yeah, we're still on that. Yep, sorry. Topic to expand on for Sam. So I I always like um, to talk about, to discuss, like, anime production. That's generally kind of a fascination of mine is what goes on behind the scenes um and i have a particular bugbear obviously based on think conversations we had about cg uh in anime i always think that's kind of interesting but again that's personally uh, and then now uh ai is is coming into this stuff and i think there's some interesting discussion uh to be had there and in particular intersections with like fan culture so i know this this all sounds kind of 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 broad it, in line with uh kind of against what Dylan is talking about with his wanting more focus but uh yeah i like to explore some of the stuff outside of uh actually just shows the things that go on around it it'd be interesting oh i think that's i think that's cool Dylan. i think that that could be a that could certainly be a focus or something there even if it's not specifically like diving into that it's more like okay well hey i found this thing on this but i think we can make it we can make it work yeah i think we can make it work. the ai thing that's kind of interesting i didn't really thought about that okay mike your submission oh well, i would say that we so far haven't really done our name justice like we have been very heavy on the a and Admittedly, it's harder because we're not as much on the same page with what we do with it, but we haven't really do- covered the M or the O. So I true. feel like for a year or two, that's a thing we should at least try and do some. I am okay with that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I actually, I had that as a, uh, an, a kind of an alternate submission of mine was literally written as more manga game, non-anime stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one of those things where I think we can decide either if we want to you know focus or keep keep the focus more on the 80s and 90s stuff there or maybe do some sort of alternating thing or something and then we can figure out what show we're watching and then 
because there's definitely plenty of uh, games and things that I think are interesting to discuss. And then manga as well. Certainly there's, there's only a little bit of manga out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. I mean, it. yeah, that, uh, yeah, manga, <laughs> a lot to talk about there. Okay. Now, now we get into the contentious, contentious side of things. The next Kenzoki is for favorite opening. And this one does not have to be podcast specific, but in general should be, you know, something that was probably around there. Um, I don't know how many submissions people have. Um, I mean, it's favorite, not favorites. You got to pick one. I got to pick one. I'm I'm (laughs) obsessed with this stuff and I managed to pick one for each. It took forever. (laughs) I watched so many op-eds over the last several days you have no idea guys yeah man you should have posted them i was i was hoping people would uh post their links oh okay i'll I'll put i'll put mine in after okay well i had a bunch here but um you can have honorary mentions after the fact yeah the one the one you announce is the one you announce yeah that's i agree with that all right i'm going with the opening call of the night it is just the song is awesome the animation is so insane it does such a cool job of mixing like the lyrics and the credits and stuff in there in a way that like i haven't seen anything been done as like creatively as that including like in the middle of the opening there's like this hard like song break for for like a bar or two so i'm going with the yofukashi no uta that is an incredibly high contender for me is what i'll say yeah that that was i will say that was a runner-up for me and the lyrics thing i've been wanting to mention this the lyrics being in the animation there's another show this season that's doing that and i i wonder when this started and how many other shows do it so that's maybe a something to look into just curious I'd never really seen it before call of the night and then now i've seen it one other place and i can't remember where it is yeah i also really loved call of the night and would give that my runner-up all right well we have to see who's the actual submissions so sam what is your submission um, Isekai Ojisan was is my Ooh, submission. Another really high pick for me too. It's I just, respect that. I yeah, respect it. It's executed so perfectly, in my opinion, the way it fits the show so well. Going through all the different generations of like Sega consoles and depicting uh, all the imagery, it's it's just a, it's so it's so good and so thoughtful. Uh, like animation wise, it's like um, you know not super special, but I really appreciate the uh, attention they paid to all that stuff and, and kind of nailing those looks. They really cared. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, you can, it, yeah, you it can also definitely... helps that the uh, show is about a character who's literally our age. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sadly. Yeah, and you can you can definitely see every specific, like, such the hard console impacts from each yeah all the different generations and the game genres and everything in there and the sub genres and it's uh way cool and it's super super lame that i guess they all got covid and the show's uh, hiatus forever just done or whatever it is yeah real sad about that yeah same all right well moving off from that sad note we'll go to to nick and his submission this one might turn this episode upside down because it <laughs> oh. may it may come as a surprise or it may it it might be like the hottest take all night but 
And again, you guys know how seriously I take my openings and endings. Like, these are basically the highlights of shows for me oftentimes. And that Mm -hmm. being said, my favorite opening for, I'll call it the year 2022, is Ya Boy (laughs) Conming. Man, I thought that might be yours. (laughs) And that might be a hot take. Um, It's every time I watch it, I just get mesmerized by it, and I have to. Mm-hmm. I and I, I I watch like it's so good, but it can't be the best. And I'll go back and watch others, you know, Call of the Nights, Isekai Oji-san's, you know, uh, Abyss S two, like all these great shows had great openings. And I'm, just, I just kept going back to your boy, and I'm like, gosh, but this this opening is, it's just it it. it 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 haunts my dreams like it's it's always there so totally. yeah it goes big and it does it well it's it's my it's my opening of the year it is hypnotic it is really hypnotic it's it's your boy okay submissions all right mike round us out here what's your submission all right this is the category that i gave into my shameless fan pandering so i already I am- know gonna have to go for Urusei Atsura 2022. <laughs> this, actually, this actually was a close, closer call than I thought, too. Urusei Atsura's opening is fire. It's really good. Yeah, like, oh. and it's the one where they, you know, do nods to modern tech and various exactly. things that have happened since the first thing, while also making good use of a Space Invaders metaphor, and just having a great song and other awesome visuals, so it just... Delivers everything I would hope for from an Urusei Atsura opening, which says a lot, because there have been some very good openings for the original series. And the song it t- itself, too, has is a, built around a callback to the first opening. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that one's, that one's very cool. Um, okay, so we have Call of the Night, Isekai Oji-san, Ya Boy, Konming, and Urusei Yatsura. Does anyone want to change a vote for for anyone else's? I can't, but they're all no, just such think, strong contenders. I so. Yeah, I'm actually yeah. I'm actually glad that all four of us had different answers because no lie, all four of these were on my top five. So I'm actually super happy. <laughs> okay, now we can now we can go around with some more honorable mentions, and I'll uh, I'll I'll draw off a couple others that I that I had on mine and. We can discuss mm-hmm. or move on, and then so some of my other honorable mentions: uh, Bubble Gum Crisis, Konya Konya Hurricane. Uh, does that count? That's not really... well. I think it does. Uh, like, I mean, it's not. Maybe it's not a traditional minute and a half opening, but it is an opening segment. <laughs> it's true. It's the opening. It is song. centered around a thing. And there, I was just trying to keep memorable. it to 2022 shows. Yeah, to I also was, I also thought okay. it was more or less non-podcast related. So you know, basically like for the year. But I, 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 I mean, Konya or Hurricane is obviously like an all-time great, right? Oh yeah. So, I, so I, that that's my only weird one. My my other two honorable mentions I had was uh, Abyss season two. I watched yep. the other ones and the season two opening. Man, it the. Especially that opening little jingle, it catches you. It catches you like uh, like the Eva opening, like a couple it's, bars. You're like, ooh. It starts off like so hauntingly, and then it just yeah. again, it just pulls you in, and um, I just you you can't look away from it. 
like the abyss. And then, and then my last honorable mention is one that I'm the only who's, who's I already all know. in on this show. But uh, uh, Healer Girls. Oh, I thought you were going to say Ven- I thought you were going to say Venus Line. Oh no, <laughs> no, that one's not on mine. I'm, I'm going with Healer Girls. My as my okay. last honorable mention. Oh, surprise! Again, surprise. like I went through and kind of watched some of the ones I'd seen before, and like few like that one. That one made the cut. So those are those are my honorable mentions. Or dishonorable for Hurricane because that wasn't 2022. You know, I would give you that one. I would I, Hurricane because we via the podcast backdoor. But yes, uh, I I only contend that it is not an opening, but you know, it is a banger. It is really good. All right, Sam. What are you? Do you have any honorable mentions? Uh, I mean, I had stuff that I like. Nothing that stood out that we hadn't already talked about. Call of the Night is obviously was. It was really hard for me to pick between Call of the Night and Nisekai Oji-san. Um, Teppen was surprisingly a, a really good opening to me, and uh, Bolchi the Rock. Uh, the ranking yeah. of Kings, uh, one and two openings are also extremely good, and watching them, oh man, I kind of tear up because just because of the, the show, it really is emotional um, and animated really well. But yeah, that, that I guess that's all I would add. Yeah, Bochi's great. I'm all, I'm all on for Bochi. Um, okay, Nick, your your honorable mentions. I mean, I I we pretty much went up the everybody else's <laughs> number one basically covered my honorable mentions. Uh, my but last on my top five was Abyss S two opening. If that wasn't obvious, um, yeah, just it's at first I didn't like it, but over like after maybe two or three times, I was I was again it just drew me in like staring into the abyss. I just couldn't. I, I always have to watch it. So yeah. Yep. Uh, all right, Mike. Any honorable mentions from you? Uh, no. Everyone pretty well covered it. Okay, so we have a pretty good consensus on everyone having their own favorite, and then a nice rounding out. There are some others that were very close to taking a taking a pick as well. Okay. So now I'm moving from the beginning to the end. Everyone's favorite favorite uh, ending and. First submission comes from Nick. So this one also may come as a surprise because my favorite ending is actually Call of the Nights. So I think Yofukashino Uta is a freaking <laughs> banger yeah. song. And even though the ending animation has at less actual animation than the opening, I just something about the way it's like it's cut and the animated segments that are there with how like Nazuna is like kind of being all weird just works. It just something somehow works. Mm-hmm. And and man, the, and also just the fact that the song title, the song existed before even the manga, and like author reaches out to creepy nuts, and like they they're like hell yeah, we'll do the ending and all that. Like it's just the whole story behind it is just awesome, and it's I I, I listen to that song weekly probably. It's it's too good. So yeah, call of the night. Yeah, that was okay. definitely close for me. Yeah, yeah, that one is uh, yeah, that one's solid. All right, Sam, your submission. Like I said, I would have picked Call of the Night, but I think I, it came down to it, it. Endings are harder because they're generally not as memorable. Um, less animation and all that stuff most of the time. So it, none really came to mind. But then I remembered um, this one show that I, was, was weird. Shikimori is not just a cutie. Um, oh god. <laughs> That oh. that show, oh. 
Or you want a contention. Remembers. You get contention here. You get, you... Yeah. That was, that was not a show I recommend. Um, I actually tried to watch one more just to see if I could oh, wow. figure out what was going on. And I, I finally broke myself of the spell and I'm no longer curious. Um, but the ending is still, I really enjoy that ending. It's it's very rhythmic. Uh, it, like, it fits well with the rhythm of the song like perfectly. And it's like a little, um, almost like a little video game. But yeah, was, I thought that was really well done. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Uh, Mike, your submission. All right. Well, I'm going to go out on the limb here and pick the ending for Dance, Dance, Danceur because I am a sucker for openings and endings that play around with non-traditional media and the way it, you know, does the mix of like yarn lettering, pencil sketches, other collage style stuff just totally hits me the right way brings me memories of things like a couple of the endings for openings and endings of Urusei in the middle, like the Pajamas Get in the Way era, um, or crazy stuff like some of the better Kimigori Orange Road endings, or the opening to um, Honey and Clover. Just, you know, I like it when they play mm-hmm. around with media on that, and this one did. I like Beastars with their uh, stop-motion stuff, if you watch that. I have not, but I probably should. Yeah, I'll, I'll post the link in the Discord afterwards. Very cool. All right. Now it's up for me, and I have to commit. And I, I had a list here, and I wasn't I wasn't good, so I didn't quite have one pick. But as I look through it again, I keep I keep going to one, so I, I got to go with... Uh, I got to go with Yofikashi no Uta. Yeah. <laughs> it's... That was... I had some of the same thought of, like the, like, the song is just an s tier banger and it is like i'm just a huge creepy nuts fan their albums are great like i'm just i'm i'm all on that creepy nuts train um and the animation and stuff in there is really cool there's like the only part that i get like some of the drawings are like so weird with like with nazuna where she's like in like the um the bubble bath, it's just like, it looks so weird, but the like... The martini glass. The martini glass. <laughs> or yeah, the martini glass thing. But yeah, like the other parts of it, like the rest of the, the part they do animate and all the drawings in there are way cool too. Um, like when she's like destroying the, the Toy City, like that town. Segment. Yeah. yeah. That's so yeah. well yeah. done. That's so good. So at well Yeah, animated. it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's a banger. And it, it, you know, it certainly doesn't hurt that it was one of my favorite shows of the of the year uh you know it never hurts to have that positive association there too yep okay we finally have come to something where two people agree on something so but fortunately the other one is, is shikimori which was is definitely <laughs> no one else agrees with that so good. <laughs> hey the balance ending. out the agreement with balance out the agreement with extreme disagreement <laughs> Hey, hey, the show, no bueno. The ending, very bueno. Extremely bueno. I don't know. I, I remember the ending being cute, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily associate it with favorite ending of the year for me. But Oh, yeah. Hey, man. He's just, he was just happy that the episode is over. <laughs> you post up your contenders. I'm here watching Dance, 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 or ending. It's okay, man. It does not be Cheeky Mori. <laughs> Call of the Night, yeah, okay. But mm-mm, you guys, no. Um, okay. 
So we'll go back around now for honorable mentions. Uh, just going from the top down. Nick, what, what honorable mentions do you have? Oh, dear. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I don't remember too many endings from the rest yeah, see, of they're, the They're pretty unmemorable. So in That's fine. Yeah, Jet, I'm trying to think of any. Um, Urusei Yatsura's is okay, but that's probably because I'm watching it right now. <laughs> um, Akiba Maid's War, Akiba Maid Wars is freaking hilarious. Uh, haven't really talked about that show at all, but yeah, watching that right now and uh, has a pretty good ending. Uh, Abyss's ending is not that great uh, for us too. Um, it's pretty whatever. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I guess uh, another another honorable mention would be uh, ending for Dress Up Darling. That one, that ending was pretty cool. Oh yeah, I, I totally forgot. Like about the whole that like hand drawn whole thing, and the song was the song was pretty catchy and cute. So yeah, that, that's about it for me though. All right, I still haven't seen that show, but maybe I'll get around to it. Maybe not. Maybe I'll just watch the opening and ending and call it good. No, 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 no. You need to watch the show. No. no. Yes. Okay. And try to get some content time in there. Uh, Sam, any honorable mentions from you? Uh, no. I mean, I have the same issue. Like, I, I can't, I can't recall <laughs> what they look like. Even shows that I like, uh, unless I've just been watching it. So, nope. Fair enough. Mike, any honorable mentions? Uh, not from 2022. What do you have from not 2022? Uh, I'll just give a shout out to the Armored Trooper Vodons ending because I'm rewatching that show with some friends and that sacks. <laughs> All right. I'm going to check that out. Uh, so I actually, I have a bunch, but they're very non, well, there's, there, there's a couple. So I'm going to go with uh, the Birdie Wing ending. Oh yeah, you're right. That was on my list. Sorry. I forgot. Yeah, to right. that, one. that one's, so, that one's really good. I really like the song. The drawings are just fabulous the there oh, oh yeah the art yeah, really is so nice good looking. Yeah. um and then <laughs> again everyone's gonna be super surprised but i'm in on the healer girl ending song i think it's really great and they always like edit it very well into the episode um very well done there um and then i have two others that you guys go oh boo you can't do that but i think this one counts to mr dandy what? from <laughs> bubblegum crisis episode oh. one Oh, yeah, uh, no, that but, oh, that damn! That's an all-time great too. Oh, I, mm-hmm. I, oh, that's so good. That one counts because at least the endings are proper endings. Like the thing about BGC yeah. is they their opens are like cold opens. Like they don't really have proper openings. That's so, a fair point. Um, but they definitely is- have endings, and I would totally accept Mister Dandy as as an enter entry. That's totally legit. And then Mytheran, which is mostly for the song and stuff but uh, i'm just gonna go with hikaru utada's one last kiss because oh, it's gosh. a great song mm-hmm. oh the tears. and i didn't realize it but the actual like music video that she has up was directed by ano yeah and it was done uh it was done kind of over uh over covid where she and like a person or two like film stuff kind of around and then ano had a crew that took some made some b-roll and then like edited it together and everything um but those I'm gonna, me. I'm gonna protest. You can't just, you can't just pick a song. That, that's no, no. Yeah, no. I know it's rude. That, I, I accept your protest. <laughs> and the song is still amazing. Yeah, for, for sure. Prote- for protest, real. protest has been accepted. 
Uh, I'm here looking at, at, I wanted to look up the birdie wing ending since you guys were saying it's so great. No, you guys are, are wrong. It's not, it's not great. The illustrations are, are very good. I will give it that, but, uh, it's just a slideshow. No. Yeah. And, and it has the, the bonus of the, the little animation it does have is awful. It's the two frame bird flapping animation. Do you not remember this? (laughs) It, It was a meme in my house. I forgot about this. this. I was waiting no. for something like this. I mean, we were there was so little contention in this sec- like last two segments. I was waiting for something like this to happen. <laughs> yeah, so. no, this is not a good one. I will say, amusingly, I'm here furiously searching this stuff on YouTube, and I <laughs> search for, for birdie wing ending, and the ad it gives me in the top of the results is a actual golf ad performance <laughs> golf world's fastest contact <laughs> fix works permanently in five minutes and ten practice shots. Uh, good try guys now we've really screwed up your search algorithm your search out your ad search algorithm because now you're just going to end up with a bunch of bunch of random golf stuff you know what that's better than some of the other random stuff that i get so i'll take it okay uh yeah so okay good times there all right on to the next kenzoki this is our most anticipated thing, so something we think we might might do in the future, uh, or maybe not even related to the podcast. Um, so we'll see where these submissions go. Again, fairly wide open. First submitter is Mike. What's your submission? Oh, I am going to be incredibly boring and say Birdie Wing Season 2. Good choice. Like, that's the obvious choice, but it's a choice. That gets a rating of Blue Bullet. <laughs> okay. Well, that's that's just straightforward. Straightforward. Hopefully, hopefully it's as good as season one. That's that's that's. I think that meets the the goal of most anticipated. Uh, Nick, what's your submission? Uh, probably at risk of being another normie answer, I'm gonna say Suzume, which is what's the uh, upcoming oh. uh, Shinkai movie right oh oh that one okay yep because we haven't talked about shinkai at all despite i feel like no. many many of us being i i i know i know for certain sam is a huge shinkai fan you're the one that introduced <laughs> me to his stuff uh, so. you want to know my dirty secret is <laughs> you haven't despite, watched his recent stuff i <laughs> despite being an og f- fan from uh uh 2000 voice of a distant star yeah buying his original dvd from japan like I haven't watched any of his other stuff. Really? Uh, actually, what? I may have seen a girl and and her cat, um, but that's like pretty short. So I don't know. Well, you you haven't you haven't watched your name? Oh, no, well, I, we, we own it. Clearly, but have some topics to go into in the future. Wow. Thanks, Sam. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Maybe yeah. Maybe, right. maybe we need to have a skeletons in our closet episode and just like we need to admit our deepest darkest like darkest like this is actually what I haven't read or watched or played in the last X years. Because like, I think that would be pretty hilarious. Wow. Yeah, that's a skeleton. That's a that's those are some big bones there. Like that Man, movie I, was that movie's good enough that 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 my wife was willing to go watch it like twice in a week in the theaters. Wow. Yeah. That that is like the last anime thing my wife has watched in like the last five years, probably. Wow. Um, yeah, it's good, man. Yep. Like, it's really good. That's all I'll say. <laughs> I mean, it ex- extra bad is because 
I I ripped it because we own the Blu-ray. Um, I ripped it and put it on my iPad, and it's been with me on every plane trip I've ever been on, and I haven't watched it. <laughs> my excuse is that it's it's not it's deserving of a of a better uh, viewing experience. Yeah, it is. Then yeah, delete the rip that. and watch it on your TV. I, I know. I <laughs> you need to watch that on the the biggest the biggest screen with the loudest sound that you can. You know what? The I want most to, real most talk, audio. I, I think the the reason why I'm hesitant is because i'm afraid it's going to make me cry and it's like you know it's like the same reason i haven't ever watched grave of the fireflies i mean boy i'm really letting all of them out now huh I, <laughs> i've never <laughs> i don't I'll, i'm not excited to cry I'll um, even though i know it, it's good I, I honestly don't think and i'm without being saying anything at all i honestly don't think it'll make you cry uh okay. i don't i don't necessarily think that it, i'll tell you right now it's definitely not like like tear your heart out level like grave for the firefly level of like pain that it inflicts on you not even in my opinion remotely close to that there's definitely like tense moments but it 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 definitely doesn't isn't gonna at least make you cry from like sadness point of view so Mm, that's what all i'll say i'll I'll put on my calendar that's the only way i'm gonna (laughs) all right got it (laughs) goals for 2023 (laughs) yeah new year's resolution (laughs) (laughs) all right wow well, this is this has been a stunner of an episode here. Okay. But anyway, my answer is Suzume. Okay. Yeah. That. Yeah. That's that's a that's a good one there. Um. All right. I'm up next. Um. I was kind of. Uh, I, I took this in a slightly different direction of thinking about things that we would do on the podcast. So I'm submitting. Uh, like watching and probably you know having to do a podcast episode on of uh, Streets of Fire. Oh, absolutely. Because it's been such a huge thing for a bunch, for so many stuff we've been watching, and it's something I've heard about forever but have never seen, so uh, that's my submission. Given the number of 80s OVAs we've been watching that are heavily influenced by Streets of Fire, then, yeah, it's worth us doing an episode on. Yeah. Even if it's not objectively great, like, did far better among Japanese animators than the public in general, apparently. Yeah, yeah. And that might be worth it. Once we get into watching it, like that might be a topic of discussion. Is like, why was this thing so like popular amongst Japanese animators? Like, it's so that's that's my submission. Well, I feel like it kind of has the Megazone Twenty Three effect going for it, where like maybe not understanding the script too well in your native language does it favors. Mm. Interesting. So we need to watch like the German dub of it or something. <laughs> Just assuming there's a German dub. Um, okay. Sam, what's your submission for most anticipated? Um, this one was actually kind of hard for me. I, I went with, with like media that I was looking forward to and, I think the only thing I could think of that I was really looking forward to is um, Konosuba, new Konosuba this year. Uh, I love that show. It it never fails to deliver. Or, or never. Yes, never fails to you're, deliver. You're blowing my mind this episode, Sam. My goodness. <laughs> you, you Your most anticipated thing is a new Konosuba. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. It's just so stupid and funny. Like, yeah. And there's like a billion shows like it. 
No, 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 no. There are not a billion shows like it. I mean, there, there you are wrong, my friend. It is, it is so much better than that. Uh, it is an is- is- isekai for sure, but uh, it's elevated. The humor is just, just the, just the, the opening tells a story. I would, I would have put that in as my favorite if, if it was up. Oh, it's a masterpiece. I believe you just described Konosuba as a masterpiece. Yes. Yeah, I did. I did. So it's like Akira, Nausicaa, Konosuba. Yeah, about about there. Yeah. Oh, I mean, there is probably maybe a few few down. God, it's it's very good. (laughs) (laughs) So, are you saying above or below? Do you remember love? Uh, I couldn't say. I haven't watched. Boy, I'm really. I hate to say it, but I haven't watched that. (laughs) Holy moly! These are all just getting ripped out of the closets. Back to 1984. Maybe we do just a month on the best anime movies of 1984 because we've got a few oh, episodes yeah. right there. Well, at least a month on on 84 movies, at least. Because you got Doirl, uh, Nausicaa, a Beautiful Dreamer. Uh, what else? Yeah, it, it was it was a year. It, There's all the ones we don't know about. <laughs> yeah, I'm just. All right, All right, so so for my for my education, anybody want to drop some other things that that might be worth looking forward to this next year? I'm not that I was not able to think of. Um, I'm kind of curious to see how Miyazaki's new movie turns out. Oh, he's working oh, on something this year? something new. I forget if it's this year or not, but it's he's working on something. Is he unretired again? Yeah, of course. But he's not. Which he's means it'll either be good or meh. But it'll be Miyazaki, so at least it'll generally be interesting. He'll die with a pencil in his hand. I'm yeah. certain of this. Yeah. Ian, even Tom Brady are best buds, best anti unretiring buds now. <laughs> yeah. With about equivalent <laughs> success after doing so, and if they keep uh, it I'm up, they'll both think. likely die on the job. I mean, yeah, the I'm wind rises of... was pretty darn good for you know now since that yeah but if he still had that in him maybe he still has something else really interesting that one was almost like autobiographical wasn't it see i'll I'll, I'll pull that skeleton out of my closet and say well i have i've had the blue race probably since it came out i have not watched the wind rises you mean you don't want to hear hideaki ano's voice acting i do want to hear it i just I didn't even know he was in it. He was the he was he was the main guy until I watched the Ano documentary. Oh wait, what? Hold on, is Mashal getting? Oh, that's right. Okay, man, Mashal's getting an anime this year. What's that? Ma- ma- <laughs> Magic and Muscles, uh, Shonen Jump manga. Oh, that's right. I heard about that. <laughs> uh, that could be really good or really terrible. Um... <laughs> I only know about this after the last time I hung out with you guys. <laughs> it's so good because it's 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 stupid. <laughs> this guy is so strong. It, he, he can't use magic, but he's so strong he beats people who use magic. It's it's good. It's that kind of stupid. Sounds sounds pretty dumb. I'm as terrible as it sounds. I am incredibly curious about uh trigon stampede because oh yeah i desperately want to know if it's going to be amazing or terrible i feel like it'll be one of the two i feel mm-hmm. like it's going to be one of those two so 
I mean, original is so iconic. Like it's you can't to me it's the the epitome of taking something that was established but incomplete, which was the manga, and completely turning it into its own thing that was elevated, which was original Trigun anime. Like it had a great start, phenomenal ending, and the whole ride was great and it had fantastic character development. Holy crap! Like it was so good. So, like how can you top that? Yeah, I don't think you can. I'm I'm trying not to hold it to the same standard, but you have to, right? It's literally yeah. rebooting, in my opinion, a legend in 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 the in the genre. So, especially I, in the U.S. Yes, yeah, for sure. I mean, and as far as I can tell, the only character that even seems remotely similar, based on the very scant trailers I've watched, is Wolfwood. Everybody else seems to behave quite differently. Vash is much more kind of reserved, introverted, and emo-y, which I don't love. Um, also, you know, um, voice acting is going to be different, and that's always, you know, going to be a thing. But yeah, I'd say I'm looking forward to it just because I want to know if it's going to be great or terrible, so I can either watch it or get on with my life. Yeah, yeah, the, the CG angle is a real twist. Yeah. Uh, new- Near Automata, I'll just throw that one out real quick. Uh, that that also, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I'm quite curious on that one too. But yeah, Suze, I think if I were seeing out something coming out, it's Suzume. Yeah, that one's definitely number one. Okay, uh, so this one was all over the place, and the Kenzuki goes to Sam for admitting he's never seen your name. <laughs> <laughs> Shameful. All right. Uh, on to the uh oh sorry any any honorable mentions here for an anticipated thing I think I've already gone over mine yeah yeah I same. I kind of did them yeah all right I have I have one more which is another I kind of kept with the the podcasty stuff and I had another one of uh, Masaru San parts one through four oh yeah um, for sure <laughs> which, which includes includes anime and manga because I really haven't read through the the manga at all but the anime is well incredible. when you when you so. have to spend hours to read two pages because like so much of the handwritten stuff is illegible <laughs> uh, all right so uh the last one is uh what i you know wish i watched consume knew about this sooner something something from the podcast and first up is sam uh I had a hard time with this. Um, I don't know that I had anything that was like super. I wish I'd known about this sooner. Uh, a lot of the older '80s stuff um, was cool and fun to watch, um, and I never would have watched them without the um, this podcast and Mike feeding us these things. But I don't know if there was anything that was like, oh man. Why didn't somebody tell me about this before? Uh, but I think the closest that came to it was uh, download again because I, I was just I was really impressed by that one for the for the time period that was made in the kind of the general quality of stuff at that time uh, that really stood out to me and how well it kind of holds up. Yeah, solid submission. Next up is Mike. Well, I get to be in the obvious position of saying Made in Abyss for this one, <laughs> since I hadn't watched it until we decided to do it for this podcast, and 
Oh boy, I'm not sure how I managed to miss it, except just not really watching much stuff when it came out. That's a fair. That's a that's a fair submission. Nanachi approves. Nanachi approves that submission. <laughs> three Nanachis up. <laughs> three non three Nick, what is your submission? Uh, this one was easy for me. California Crisis. <laughs> mm. Um. On the polar opposite spectrum from Mike, uh, yeah, I've never even heard of this until Mike mentioned it, and then we decided to bring it up as a topic, and I feel so much better about myself now having watched it, because <laughs> what? as terrible as it is, I actually had a, uh, unlike Birth, as terrible as California Crisis really is, I still had a blast watching it because of just the absurdity of parts of it and at least the falling apart was rapid like it fell apart pretty for me at least in like maybe the last five to ten minutes mm -hmm. where birth was like a really really slow bleed out for like 30 straight minutes so <laughs> yeah and yeah. california crisis the it was it was harder to tell just because of the quality of the video we had access to but I adore the art style. Yeah. Like, it's got mm -hmm. phenomenal art assets. So, and has a cat. So, I mean, come on. There's a cat. <laughs> Randomly, yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> just throw it in there. Named Pumia. So, yeah. Yeah, I really wish that one had a, like, a 16 mil or 35 mil print of it. That would be, it would to probably look like a completely different production. Oh, yeah. I mean, what I wouldn't yeah. give for, like, a movie poster of that. Yeah. All right. Uh, I was, I was kind of back and forth between two of the other submissions, but I put down Made in Abyss. Um, I can't blame you. Because for, I think, Simon, the same reasons that Mike didn't see it, and then as well, like, the key art of it didn't make it look like something that I would then go, like, look for. But uh, gosh darn, if I aren't glad I am. And then, uh, yeah. Uh, my my runner-up was definitely California Crisis for the, the same reasons that Nick just highlighted there. Yeah, I would say California Crisis would probably be my runner-up as well. I, I feel exactly the same way about it. All right, so the uh, Kenzo Key for Wish wish We Knew About This Sooner goes to Made in Abyss with the Kenzo Key that's been recorded through four different VHS copies going to California Crisis. <laughs> Definitely All right, we are stronger on the uh, Made in Abyss one. Like, if you haven't watched that before, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's for me. That's like a Criterion Collection kind of show. Yeah, for um, reals. Yeah, it it isn't for everybody. I will admit. No, uh, <laughs> it's it's got it covers some very difficult subject matter for certain. But if you can, if you're the type of person that can consume darker, more adult subject matter, then please at least give season one a try because you need to be a level a level four anime fan i think before you can watch this show uh i don't know about that i can see casual people who are picky about what they watch being okay with it Ooh, casual stuff uh i mean they're just the because of some of the stuff that's in there um uh, uh yeah you're right it <laughs> depends on the person's yeah. taste yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, sim the simple existence of nanachi kind of kind of does make it uh automatically a little bit more of a barrier 
Well, I was actually thinking of the kind of stuff that we're we're numb to as anime fans, but like the oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> the, <laughs> the fact that they're like twelve, yeah, they're like twelve, and then they're like, oh yeah. no, they're gonna string me up naked and whip me yeah. or whatever. It's like yeah, uh... yeah, you're right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we have been numb to that. You're right. Yeah. yeah, the things that you find yourself thinking back on and wondering how they play with normies when you recommend a show are always fun. Like going. Hmm, should I throw on Beautiful Dreamer at Summer Mina? Well, crap, I have to warn about the Nazi cafe. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, but that same warning applies to California Clarice. So really, are we just going to start worrying about every Nazi cafe? I mean, come on. <laughs> I will say, funny 30-second uh, anecdote. I, I When I was in high school, um, a girl I knew was babysitting some kids. And... Uh, you know, I was into anime and it's like, oh, do you have anything I can like have them watch? It's like, oh yeah, here, Tenchi Muyo. Um, and I totally <laughs> forgot that like there's like full on nudity in that thing. And she was really mad at me afterwards. It's like, oh yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. It's just like, Whoops. I don't know. It's just there. <laughs> I mean, yeah, back then I've... Tenchi Muyo was pretty tame versus something like, I don't know, Demon City Shinjuku. <laughs> yeah, right. It's not that. For or sure. Angel <laughs> Cop. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that might be why I threw on Gunbuster and forgot about a few scenes at one point. <laughs> yeah. Oops. Yeah, it's uh it's, that's how you know you're you're at least a level 4 is you're like, "Oh, yeah, I forgot about the total like sex scenes in Megazone 23 when recommending it for <laughs> anyone to watch that." Yeah. Yeah, or Mason Koku is a totally wholesome growing up story and there's nothing that might weird people out that I would have to warn people about in this show. Yeah, my wife stopped watching that show after a point because she got upset. <laughs> okay, now I know I'm numb to the stuff because I can't think of anything in Maze on the Oh wait, no, never mind. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, you're right. Uh-huh. It's been um, a long time, is what I'll say. It's been like twenty plus years, so Yeah. Okay. So we have finished with the uh, I think the, the officially pre-thought out Kenzo Keys, and we move on to the bonus bonus round um, after hours, after Kenzo Key. Uh, the on-the-spot Kenzo Key topic. So this would be people could have something, and then people, everyone else can, or themselves as well, can submit an answer, and this will just be stupid. So uh, I'm up first here. And mine is, what was your favorite Pro, I'll call it project for whatever media um, you thought was progressive, but now is pretty cringe. And I'm going to go with my submission for this first because I thought about it a little bit. I'm going to go with Azumanga Daio. Um, like, huh. it, I still find it entertaining stuff, but like, especially like literally like anytime uh, Kimura Sensei is in there, like he was never great, even kind of originally, but you're like, Oh, it's fine. But like, yeah, he oh, makes man. the show really hard to recommend to people yeah. now. And there have been times that I've wanted to recommend it in the past year. And then I think about him and go, eh, maybe not. All I can yeah. think about every time I, I hear Kimura Sensei is King Kong, 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 King Kong, Kong, Kong. <laughs> <laughs> All I remember is my yeah, waifu. Yeah. <laughs> That's where yeah. that came from, right? I don't know if it. Did, uh, like, he's he's, it he's memorable, but like he is so legendarily cringy. Though you're absolutely he's right. He's just he like, but at the point at the time, watching, I'm like, oh, the rest of the show, it's like so good in there, and the like, it's just like, oh, 
gosh, like, yeah, I can't, I can't do it with, with any time he's in there. I'm like, I just want to skip over the pages of the manga or, or definitely fast forward through the, wow. the anime for trying to do that. So that's, that's my submission. Uh, I'll throw out here is Greenwood there just because some of the characters are much more awkward to watch now than they were 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's most things from that time period. Yeah, you're that. not wrong. And if people don't have something there immediately, I think that's that's fine too. You can either loop around or or skip. The the list um, is probably never ending. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd say Royal Space Force: The Wings of Onium is because of that scene, but that scene has always been a problem. Yeah, I mean that's yeah, yeah. that scene's never been okay. <laughs> I would yeah, say. Yeah, so it was it wasn't ever cool, and then it became cringe. It's like it was always meant to be a a the cringe scene. Yeah. But it's just gone from being a cringe scene to a it's hard to recommend to people without them noping out the room scene. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a level hmm, level yeah. five or six anime fan to watch that. Yeah, and even there people you probably have to be like, Okay, just so you know, there's section in this and it's it is it's part of a movie that was made at the time and uh okay. All right. I'm gonna Go on to the next person's on the spot, and we'll go with Nick. Oh, man. Throwing it on me, huh? Yep. Uh, all right. I'm going to go 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 a little bizarre and go with uh, b- best best Oyaji of 2022. <laughs> okay. And uh, mm-hmm. I, had to, I had to do a bit of digging because there are a few strong contenders, but at the end of the day, it's got to go to good old Leo from Birdie Wing, uh, who is... Uh, uh, Eve's master. I mean, the most badass-looking golfer I've ever seen. So, yeah, <laughs> argue with that. Yeah, Leo M- Milifoden, I believe is his name. I had to look that up, but yeah, Leo from Broody Wing, best Oyaji. Hmm. I'm trying to. I'm furiously searching right now. Um. I mean, I'm just. I'm just going. My my. As soon as you said it, my brain just went to Isekai Oji-san. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> He's he's pretty great, but I don't know. Like, I I would say Leo, Leo is like is is like dreamy great, right? Like, yeah, he's the kind of OG like great. you dream. No, not kind of like super cringe. Like, cringe great. Yeah, like Isekai like Oji-san feels too close to home. Like, it feels almost too relatable. Mm. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, it makes me feel a deep self shame. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Koyas, you are a world, a global treasure. Any other, any other thoughts or submissions, or come back around to uh, best Oyaji of? No, I mean, I think that that that's a good choice. Also, yeah, um, Isekai Oji-san is, is a. I I still would probably throw him in there because he's a, a, a Oji-san from a different angle. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Those that the the. Birdie Wing is a, is a good one for that. Okay. Mike, what's your on the um, spot? Put us, put us on the spot, Mike. I'm debating between a couple, but I'll... Well, the first one I've got is non-podcast Wish I Watched Consume knew about this sooner, and I'm still in the middle of this, only about halfway through, but 
I didn't watch it really when Anime Club was showing it, and now that I'm in the middle of it, it's fantastic, which is Shinsekai Ori from the New World. Oh, yeah. The world building in this is just A+, and the atmosphere and music and everything, just really enjoying that. I watched the first few episodes, and I every once in a while I'll go watch another one. Um, but seeing that there's a second season now um, has me more interested in picking it back up. Definitely pretty good. Just watch the first episode, and you'll you'll, you'll know okay. if you like it or not. All right. Well, it's uh, not immediately catching my eye with the art style. So yeah, that part is definitely not its its high point. But I mean, Abyss had the exact same problem. So yeah, I will say it is not like it's not high quality. Um, it's just kind of it seems kind of executed competently. Yeah, I'd say it's more the kind of deep, interesting world building rather than the amazing animation or story itself or what I'm leaning toward liking it for. Like, someone I followed on Twitter was comparing the world building to Dune, and I'm, like, kind of picking up what they're saying, though I'm not sure I'm far enough on to totally agree with that yet. Mm. I'm still pretty early, too, so... All right. Well, I, I have I have one here, which is a uh, which is also a skeleton being pulled out of my, my closet for a thing that I'm finally uh, finally reading now, which is a non pod thing that I wish I knew about. Or well, I did know about it, but I didn't I didn't read it. Well, it's my submission. Death Note. Oh, oh, wow! It's a skeleton, I, but I haven't actually watched or read that either, and I know I need to yeah. fix that at some point. The doing the manga. The manga is I can see why it's pretty popular. It's it's uh it's pretty good and it's pretty darn intense. It is uh yeah. it's cool. Yeah. It it kind of was I mean uh, 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 speaking anecdotally, right? Because obviously I, I don't know I I don't pretend to know all things about manga from that era, but I feel like it broke the mold and kind of proved that like psychological thriller can lead the way in jump and in other major like shonen publications. Hmm. That's yeah. a fair point. Cause it was hugely popular. And I mean, yeah, I was reading it back in 2000 and like, I think it was like four. 2004. Yeah. I think that's, I, th- yeah, I think it's when it first came out. Is around when I started reading it, and it got really hot once the anime started. And that was probably what, three years later or so I'd say. So, and I mean, Netflix wanted it to bad enough to make a really terrible live action westernized adaptation of it, even though the CGI Ryuko was really awesome looking, everything else about it was, was really terrible. But do you know that, that, that right there has me thinking of something that'd be interesting to discuss at some point. What, what does anime do well that, that anime and manga do well that you can't do in like live action stuff? It's an interesting. Less than used to be true now that live action is practically animated itself, as far as the number of VFX credits the average movie has. But (laughs) no, no, no. I I still think that that there's more to it than than that. That's why I don't know. It'd be interesting to talk about anyway. Don't want to hijack this. I've I've had. I agree. I'm just saying it's not like as true as before CGI that anime can do things that you absolutely can't do in quote live action unquote, but. Yeah, there are still definitely things anime and manga do better. And then there's also the uh, budgetary question there, there too. Okay, uh, I spaced out for a second there. Anyone ever have or have what they wanted to submit for a, a non-pod thing that they encountered? If I'm 
I mean, I, I, you know what? I'll, I was going to throw this on a different topic, but I'll throw, I'll throw this answer into here since, since it still qualifies. Um, I ended up reading, uh, I think it was like eight, nine volume manga called uh, Ijosha no Ai. And holy moly, um, talk about psychological thrillers. It is definitely not for everybody. When I, when, when I say Made in Abyss isn't for everybody, well, Ijosha no Ai is definitely not for everybody. It deals with some incredibly difficult subject matter, like self-harm murder suicide those sorts of topics i will say uh, in minors but the i I would love to see it uh animated at some point because i think there's certain voice actors that would do phenomenal jobs with certain characters but yeah again it's one of those if you like the abyss you can if you're into abyss you can definitely be into this i I think i recommended this in the group channel at some point I still have a tab open on my browser. And to check it the, out. it's it's like and I, I think Samuel did the it's kind of similar to this where the art mm-hmm. looks a lot more tame than the subject matter actually is. Yeah, uh, it is really and I would say in some ways it's almost worse than Abyss because it is all it's contemporary, so it's all very believable subject matter too. So like it's all very believable violence, very believable. Uh, you know situations and such, and the all, all I will say is the main villain in Yujosha no Ai might be the best written one I've seen in manga. Gosh, like what are who are some all time great villains? I'm not. I'm trying to think of like anything that can hold up. Anything written by Urusawa. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Urusawa's villain. Yeah, I would say at that level. Um, hmm. Urusawa level of this villain is so horrifying, but in a believable way. You can make up, you know, make up a fictitious, you know, space monster or whatever that's, you know, super powerful and, you know, make it all powerful and have it destroy stuff. And uh, yeah, it's terrifying. But when it's a human being and it can instill abject terror, to you just from glancing your way you know that it's written really well <laughs> so that's all i'll say is uh i'm i uh yeah i'm glad i, I i'm both glad and really just like terrified that i read it because it's i can't get this character out of my head since reading this so hmm. yeah uh that being said if that kind of stuff sounds like up your alley go go read ijosha no ai uh i'm not sure if you can get it uh translated in english legally so <laughs> Yeah, you may have to find some alternate means, but please, please at least uh, purchase a like subscription to for for Manga Walk or whatever for a month just to offset, please. Okay. Okay, and then guess my other kind of on the spot topic: uh, most fun merch pickup in the past well year or so, depending on how long how much merch you've been picking up lately but oh are you gonna put me on blast like this mike because <laughs> <laughs> for me i'm going to say the exhibition catalog book for the hideaki ano exhibition which is like an inch thick just full of photographs um has a section and some of the original drawings for pretty much everything he worked on from like student stuff before the daikon openings on up through the eva movies 
Jeez. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you win this category like <laughs> yeah. f- f- with that alone, Mike. <laughs> I think we're all heavily jonesing for that. Yeah, I mean, I don't buy many $100 books, but... When you do, they often have Hideaki and Anno written on the title. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> that sounds cool. Um, I'll go with the thing that I got based off of a suggestion from here. I don't know if it counts as merch, but I'm counting it, which is I got myself all of the Bubblegum Crisis LP reprints, and they're the the remastered uh, LPs, and they're glorious, and oh my god, Japanese printing makes every other printing look like, like you printed it, and then you put it through the California Crisis filter. Oh yeah, they are beautiful and glorious. I'm trying to find a good uh, way to have them so I can have them up and rotate through them and have them on my wall of otaku glory. That's my submission. All right, Nick, you're on blast now. So I didn't buy any, I would say, merch level stuff. Like anything I purchased was just actual physical media. That being said, I'll kind of have a cop-out answer and say, because I'm still in the process of unpacking my house, I did unearth a box of a whole bunch of anime paraphernalia I forgot I owned, and (laughs) I decided to put it out on display, and of course, me being me, it was still all sealed. (laughs) Four of the crown jewels are my two sealed Monsieur Boom figures of the two Gumbuster heroines, so Nordico from original Gumbuster and Nono from Diebuster. Oh, nice. I have and, those on a shelf where I can see them from here, though not sealed. Yeah, mine are still sealed, so they're not coming out of the boxes at this point because they've been in their boxes for uh, 15, no, 20 years now. <laughs> so I bought them in college, gotta remember. They and are the other... fabulous figures, particularly for the era they were made. And and the price, too. Monsieur Bones are yeah. very cheap. They were yeah, like those were like 30, 30 bucks. 40 buck figures when yeah. I picked them up. Yeah, I mean, figure economy's gone through the roof since then. And oh, the yeah. other two are my uh, Revoltech Ingram 1 and 2s. Oh, nice. Because those are also still new in box and are open, <laughs> even though Revoltex are meant to be played with. But you know what? I'm uh, I'm bad. So yeah, that's that's my cop out answer. Is my uh, my twenty year old anime figures and and action figures that I have still yet to open. So I do have the um, our Monsieur Beaumet Misty May unopened in box sitting on another shelf where i can see it <laughs> i totally forgot they made a misty may as well man all right well, that's good sam anything from you that you're willing to admit to um no like nick i didn't really buy any merch i bought um just media stuff i think the only notable thing was i bought the ava limited edition blu-ray remasters from japan I saw that. I saw that, and I, I didn't purchase that. Yeah, I'm still tempted. Yeah, just go. I mean, I didn't. I I grabbed it used because that was the only way I could get it. And yeah, but there's a fair amount of them in the used market. I noticed. Yeah, it's not too expensive. So especially with what the yen is like right now, it's the only way you're getting uh, "Fly Me to the Moon" in uh, Blu-ray. Stop so. it! Stop <laughs> enabling! I don't need to buy it for a sixth time. 
<laughs> and it has all it has all of the correct each individual episode version, right? It's all hundred percent right. Yeah, it right? has everything. Has all the promo stuff. Like the reason I mean, I don't own. I don't actually. Another shame is, uh, I only ever owned Ava on VHS. Um, I well, okay, I did buy the. Uh, that's not true. I bought the monolith. I forgot about that. I about That's to say, I know you very own the monolith. Slight exception there, Sam. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyways, I had to buy it. I had to buy this because I wanted the uh, Blu-ray version. Oh, so so here's a question on that because this is uh, are those uh, region region free uh, Blu-ray because no. all Blu-rays are right. No, Blu-rays are they're region coded, but we share Japan's region. Oh, that's region right. A. Okay. Yeah. So well, for okay, some so stuff, good. not all stuff. Uh, yeah, true. Wait, what? We, we don't... Yeah, there, there's like region. Well, it's weird. I know this because I was talking with uh, uh, one of my fanime contacts who used to purchase um, uh, U.S. Blu-rays because they were dramatically cheaper than the Japanese cool ones. But he had like a he ran like an anime cafe and liked to play stuff in the background. Uh-huh. And he said, "Oh yeah, X Y Z show. I c- actually couldn't play because it turns out they actually modified it so that." There, it was like a point. It's like a difference between a a one point oh and a one point one kind of thing, oh. and one point one dip versions of media is not cross compatible. So then he'd have to he had a friend rip him, and he then he just got the rips instead. So there, yeah, it's freaking weird. So it's Blue kind of back. To, it's kind of back to how it was with DVDs, but it's it's not like there aren't ways around it. Obviously, yeah, Blu-ray sucks, but you know, still the only way to get the best quality. So here we are. Okay, Sam, did we get your on the on the spot? No, we did not. Um, I don't have anything much. Uh, the best I could come up with was um the the weirdest thing that I watched. It's the thing that I watched, and like, what the heck am I watching? Um, and that was a tough call between um, Shikimori's Not Just a Cutie and uh, Arc Knights. <laughs> I think I've talked about Shikimori before on this podcast. Uh, it's a show about absolutely nothing. It doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't do anything. It's visually very uh, nice to look at, but that's it. Um, it's very weird. Uh, and then Ark Knights was extremely mobile game uh, anime, which is a shame because it's animated very well. Um, yeah, I don't know. This, those two things were like, what the heck is this? <laughs> and I'm only sad about Ark Knights because that one actually looks like it could be cool. I don't know. I only watched the first episode, so I'm being a little bit harsh. Um, but it's just so weird. Uh, well, I think it's the first thing that comes to my mind, so I'm going to have to go with birth. What the heck am I watching? Like, <laughs> True. The, especially, especially once you get kind of past that first thing, you're like, oh, that's cool. You got a space chase. And you're like, wait. What the heck? And there's a robot and it's shouting tomato. And now there's a dude in his space scuba weird suit with his with his hair that does stuff and then out of nowhere shows up the little the little dude who destroys the entire universe. Um and everything is in the moat of the eye of one of two goddesses and it was wild. So that's definitely the weirdest thing I've watched and probably it's going to be quite a while before there's anything that tops that for just being wild definitely good good choice let's see well 
I recently finished both Space Patrol Lulico, though I'm not sure if that counts because that's, you know, triggered trying to be weird. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't count that, but, you know, it's it's your opinion, man. Or I finished um, Tomino's last Bison Well OVA, The Wings of Reen, from the early 2000s, which is, uh, uh, it was a thing. Wow. I am not sure what Tomino was smoking, but it definitely was from an era that had some seriously cringe CGI. Gotta love those early mid-2000s OVAs. Like, that aren't top tier. Oh, I know, let's throw some CGI particle effects at everything, just because. Like, just in general, it felt like the Bison Well universe got worse. The Like, Dunbine was pretty darn solid. Dunbine I enjoyed. Then, Garzy's Wing is legendarily bad, but I feel like that's more the dub than the OVA itself. And then, the Wings of Reen, yeah, was pretty bad. And getting into Japanese politics, that's a bit beyond me, and etc. Okay. Uh, Nick, do you have a submission for this one? Hmm. Trying to think. Does it have to be bad weird or just weird? We'll just, just go with weird. I feel like weird's fine. You, you need to be. I. I don't know. Maybe weird counts. I, I was going for like. I, I'm. I'm shocked at how. What even is this thing? <laughs> but sure, hmm. Well. I guess I can kind of distort it, but for me, I guess it would be Akiba Maid War that uh, yeah, was sure. <laughs> was definitely not what I expected, and but in a very good way. Uh, I was expecting to get something pretty, pretty mundane, and I got something honestly pretty amazing. So I'm glad I I, I highly recommend it. Uh, easiest way to describe it is uh, take take Black Lagoon and wrap it in a 1999 Maid Cafe wrapping paper, and that's what you have. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm yeah. Uh, I'm I'm all about it right now. It's, and it's PA works, so you know if, yeah. if you enjoyed any of the other stuff, uh, yeah, give it a watch. It's, I'm I'm watching that right now slowly. Uh, it's it's fun. That first episode is extremely good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, the first episode tells pretty much the whole story. Uh, it's a little bit, you know, like episodic and pretty, uh, yeah, episodic. But you know, it, it it doesn't need to have a super deep plot, in, yeah. in my opinion, to to do well. It's it's a it, it's clearly not meant. It's it's clearly taking itself too seriously to the point of ridiculousness. So yeah, it's good. Okay. All right. Well. With that, unless unless I've missed anything or someone wants to go back to something, hearing no interjections there. So we have finally reached the end of the Kenzo Keys, and we hope you have enjoyed following along with this uh, journey through the Kenzo Keys, and that you will continue to stick to listen to us in 2023 as we either focus on more specific things or go wildly general one of the two we'll try to let you know ahead of time or not or not you get what you get yeah do we give california crisis our 2022 kenzoki overall for having been mentioned in the most kenzokis yeah sure yes it's the (laughs) kenzokiest yes we do it is it is the it is the kenzo king Kenzo King. It got Kenzoki all over the categories. Yes. 
California Crisis is, you want to sign up to 2022? Just watch California Crisis. There you go. So, thanks for listening. And until next time, this is Amo Kenzoku saying, Sarabha.